Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much for joining us. I just got back not too long ago from an annual conference of a group of people that are certified to be exit planners, and they're specialists in helping business owners to find their exit and their path. And the numbers are alarming uh, as far as the number of business owners out there who don't have a succession or exit plan, and they need alternative solutions. And my next guest is going to talk about that. He's John Ailing. He's joining us from LD Holdings in Ohio. And John and his company are in the business of acquiring small to medium-sized businesses that are owned by baby boomers who don't have a succession or exit plan strategy. And we're going to talk about the shortage of financing capital for financing sales of baby boomer businesses and why it's such a crisis today. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. John, tell us a little bit about uh, LD Holdings and and how it got started and and a little bit about you. Well, LD Holdings is a small public company and got started after the uh, housing cracks that happened with Mm -hmm. the last financing problems that we had. There are 25,000 businesses that are out being looking to be sold right, 25 million businesses that need to be sold right now. And there's a uh, tough part of the financing system that's being not addressed. The two to $20 million business is what I'm trying to say. You can usually get startup capital from friends and family and then you go to your institutional or your banks, your regional and community banks for financing. Then you go to institutions. But uh, with the Dodd-Frank regulations that came on after the after the market problems and this intersection of the baby boomers, 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every day, there are these two to $20 million businesses are kind of in no man's land because they're too large for individual finance and too small for an institution to finance. They're the fabric of America. They really are everywhere you look. That's that's what built America and made it great is these, these size businesses, right? Yes, it's 75% of all the net new job creations in the country. And there's just a, uh, when the Dodd-Frank regulations came on, they were, they were aimed at the money center banks, the large ones that caused the derivative problem. But they hit all community banks. They hit all banks, which is a community and regional banks, which are the the lifeblood of the small business. So when those, these regulations came on, it made it very tough for these smaller businesses to get financing, even if they did have a buyer. So the key is that with all these boomers coming on to, to um, tire and yep. they run up against this financing, it's a real problem. So LD Holdings is trying to serve three constituents, the baby boomer business owners that sit in these 2 to $20 million businesses, we want to bring in younger entrepreneurial leaders that might be able to te- take over for these boomer businesses and, and investors in a zero-interest rate world. Uh, we believe we can get uh, venture-type returns, 25 to 35% returns, without the, without the venture-type risk because we're buying existing businesses that have brand equity and all the, all the ingredients that, that startups don't. So we think it's a win-win-win for three cons- uh, constituents of society. Now, one of the things that you said uh, right in the beginning was you started right after the housing crash, and the housing crash was also responsible for the inability of 
uh, key employees who might want to who might mortgage their house, you know, might take some equity out as a down payment or as a payment for a business. That was a source of of resources that evaporated very quickly too at that point, right? Yes, that that's true. That there was some of the some of the uh, financing that would be through banks. They would get a second mortgage through through some type of a bank that held a mortgage, either first or second mortgage for them. And those the the money was dropping out the bottom of the value system with yep. these rates going down, and so the government opened up the spics to pour more money into the top to try to reliquify the banks. And but they but they've left behind these small businesses, and it's and you know you have these people like I said ten ten thousand of them turning sixty five every day, and right. they just keep coming, and and but yet they run up against these regulations, and it's a it's a real problem. And this is this is not a problem with the farm belt or the or the um, oil patch, or technology industry, or something. This is a society. This is a societal problem that's happening in every community and in every industry in the country, and so there's a big need for for this, um, and a, and a good uh, good opportunity for people that can uh, bring together this this you know these three three constituents. Well, the other thing is that, as you said, I mean, you have so many people turning 65, but this is just the beginning of people turning 65 that's going to be happening for the next 15 or so years because the baby boomers as you know were born between 1946 and 1964 so at the youngest they're they're 51 now and at the oldest they're 69 so this is a problem that's that's going to face a lot of uh, uh it's going to get more and more urgent as the older ones get older and get to the point where they're saying you know Plus, we had the pent-up demand after 2008 where a lot of people said, hey, there's no E in my EBITDA. I can't sell. Yeah. There's no multiple yeah. that's going to work for me. So how do you how do you uh, see this overall landscape in the next, say, 15 years playing out with the baby boomers? Well, this is, there's going to be an excess supply of businesses, and, and if this financing doesn't get taken care of, there's going to have to be alternative types of financing that come in. There's going to have to be maybe more seller financing done by people that are selling their businesses and it's going to be it's going to be tough now if the government addresses that and helps out small business somehow then it might it might uh i don't know what's going to happen in the next 15 years but i know i know one thing there's there's a supply coming and there's yeah, and, absolutely. and the, the, fin- absolutely. the financing of these is not a problem just for the baby boomers it's a problem for everybody who owns a business so it you know the, fi- the the buying side or the, the the financing side or the the money coming in is going to be a problem for anybody. But the supply side is going to be especially acute with with the people from the from the bulge that went going through the economy. The 78 million people that are in the baby boomer generation. And the owners are nervous because if they're going to be carrying those notes, uh, their yep. only return is interest, and it could it could evaporate in a hurry, as we know. Um, a lot of times these smaller businesses are, are managed by the owners and they may not have uh, employees or managers who have the savvy to get through the next economic downturn or, or you know, the, the next big mistake. That's right. That's right. A lot of them are, a lot of these companies are, were sort of a, a a job for the owner built around a company and, and he's a key guy and if he can't find the qualified people, and he's taking back, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, notes and stuff. He might have to stay around for a while to make sure that the, that that gets done. So, it is it's yeah. an it's an inflexibility to the owner. 
It's an opportunity for the younger generation, the younger entrepreneurial leaders, we call them, if they can take these companies and ramp them and scale them because they have the, they have everything that venture capital doesn't. They have customers, they have employees, they have brand equity, um, things like that. And what we're doing is we're taking them from a, a private, non-public, non-transparent, non-transparent, non-liquid state, which is the private market, into the public market, which is uh, uh, transparent and uh, liquid. And we're getting a we get a bump in valuation of sometimes two to three times. Uh, so there's a real arbitrage, and from from our point of view, there's a real arbitrage in those. So it's a, it's a really a win-win if if an owner would come in and sell to us and take some of our stock as as part of the part of the purchase price. He might be even get more than than what we're than what um, mm-hmm. what he's getting for his business by the accumulation of the businesses we're buying. Yeah, most this. most owners I know don't like didn't really run their business to be transparent. <laughs> there was a yeah, lot built right. into the to the P&L that were personal expenses and expenditures and and a lot of times in their planning they need to factor that in. But like you say if if you're coming in and now you're going to have to act like a publicly traded company, there's there's going to be a lot more profits that are going to come to the bottom line if when you when you scrub out some of those some of those uh other ish, other things that were in the P&L. Yeah, and then when you do that, it 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 almost geometrically opens up the sources of financing from the institutional market because you're putting it in a state that they recognize that they can they can do, which takes which takes care of which which they'll look at because they have liquidity and transparency right. they will own in size. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, you know it's a plan that huh. we uh, we're very proud of and we're we uh, we think we can execute and these small businesses are. Are really the key, and they're they're the they're the they're the opportunity. They're the problem for the people that own them, along with the financing. But they're the opportunity for the next generation. If it's not their children, then the the buyers. And if you, if you can get highly incented young, what we call YELs or younger entrepreneurial leaders, mm-hmm. we can uh, we think we can get rate you know great rates of return for our our, our particular shareholders. So it boils down to like what you're saying is. Uh, is successor management and, and grooming and developing successor management is always key to a small business if they can do that because most of these kind of strategies rely on the continuity of the business and really teaching what you've learned to younger people. And you've, you've set the stage very well for us, and I know there are alternatives like in internal things like ESOPs if you can get them, SBA funding, which is tough depending on the credit worthiness of the person that's going after it. how? But how does LD Holdings specifically assist these baby boomer owners with an exit strategy? What does it look like from, from let's say, the start to finish? Well, we have, a, we have our, our company divided into two categories. One is our business services area, and the other is our operating area. So operating companies that we believe we can use that arbitrage that I just talked about and get uh, rates, you know, high rates of return for our investors. But in this in this in this business services area, we will look at companies that have to see, you know, get them prepared to to sell and and try to uh, shore up any problems they might have, whether they have weak financials or or they they don't have any marketing plan or something like that, and try to help them understand what what people look for and what people are what they're going to be looking for if they're going to be buying a company. Yeah, what we makes have them a, attractive? Yeah. What makes them attractive to a buyer, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, you know, we've got uh, 
several people that are with our company that in different in different competencies that we're we're going to fo- we're focusing on these smaller businesses, these ones that are sort of orphaned in in the market right now. And we think of these two to twenty million dollar businesses. Now it doesn't mean we can't look at one under that or over that, but that's that seems yeah. to be the market that's kind of uh, left out. They're too big for they're too big for most individuals to finance on their own, but they're too small for most institutions to look at. Absolutely right. And so, what um, on the operating side? What types of businesses are in? What's your sweet spot for that, or is there one? For us personally, we're we're looking for. I mean, I have a little bit bias. I'm just talking about our company personally. I have a little bit of bias that we're looking for for our company something that's um, have re- repeatable revenue model and have uh, kind of like non-discretionary um, uh, services type stuff because I think we're going to, you know, we might be going into a little tougher times and with the way our country is with the balance sheet they have and everything. So we're looking for us personally like that. But, but as far as helping people in any business, as long as they provide a service and as long as they, you know, can, you know, beat their cost of capital and, and, and produce a return, you know, we think anybody who, who, who can compete in the marketplace and say you, you got to do two things in business, you got to increase sales and decrease costs as a percentage of sales and you're, you're okay. So <laughs> when you can do yeah. that and you, you have a, a somewhat of a, a niche or a franchise like in the, in, in the area you're in, then, uh, you know, you have something probably pretty valuable to sell to someone. Yeah, and it seems to me like I know when private equity groups, when they try to bundle up businesses that they've got in their portfolio, they look for synergistic opportunities because then they can all work together as in the right. inside the portfolio bag, if you will, and help each other with some synergistic, you know, uh, all, all, all originate some new services and they'll go over to this firm and that firm and that firm and they just look for yeah. that kind of synergy. So I would imagine you're looking for that, but also is is it is it uh, safe to say that there are some businesses that are just in dying industries that it would be very difficult to grow them if you looked out ten years? Yeah, I mean everything. A lot of things are getting disrupted, and that's why we like uh, we particularly like. I, I'm I, my background. You asked me that earlier. I've been a money manager most of my life, and I use a a value contrary value style, and we. We look where the value is, and it's the sure. same thing. And I look at the business the same way. You have to be able to have sustainable revenues and sustainable margins. And if you can't, if you if you have a lot of revenue, but your margins are, are there's so much competition, you're just trading dollars so it's with each other, and you're really not creating any value. So you have to, Gee. you know, you have to look at the market and see who's, where, what kind of moats you have around your market, or what kind of. Uh, uh, barrier to entry that they might have, because um, especially, you know, if you're in technology, I mean, something gets executed, uh, obsoleted, right. seems like every <laughs> every right. year or so. so. Right. Yeah, and printing and things, you know, th- there, are, there are some old, uh, great businesses that, that were just fantastic cash cows for many, many years, and then technology caught up with them. So let me ask yep. you a question, is, is geographic... Uh, constraints uh do you have those or are are you looking for a specific area around you you're in the ohio area so is there a particular area you're looking for or are you looking all over the country we're initially looking for about a 250 mile radius from where we sit in northwest ohio but our opportunity is anywhere because like i said earlier this is this is a problem that's happening in every community in every industry 
because it's a societal problem. It's not a particular industry problem because of the right. the you know the in, the financing things. But for us, we're looking for a. Um, we're only limited by our access to capital or access to talent because I, we know the the businesses are out there and we know that with the proper management and the proper uh, ex- uh, financing of them, that we that, that, that geographical area doesn't make a difference. As far as advising people, ge- ge- geographical area doesn't make a difference. But as right. far as operating, we tend to try to stay a little more uh, within a sort of a span of control, a management sure. control, at least geographically. Half a day for now. Half a day, dri- half a day drive. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. right. It's exactly well, right. You, 250 you be miles, able to about half a day drive wanna- and... I'm sure you want to be able to be physically on, on, you know, able to come in and spend some time there or have your people do that. Now, let me ask you a question because the the real problem out there today is that a lot of business owners think they have their plan in place. They say, you know, at, at 65, I'm going to sell. I'll be here for three years. I'll earn my way out of it and everything will be great. And then something happens, a health issue. They lose their fire in their belly. They're just something else yep. happens. It could even be a death. And how important is it for people to have a backup strategy like yours at that point? And do you are you interested in those if they're well-run businesses? Sure. I mean, that's 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 if we have the talent and the opportunity, we're interested in any of those type of businesses. We we our model is to run. I'm talking about our model, not not the advising people. But our model is to run a decentralized management type of a, a model where. Right. push the responsibility down the responsibility and the and the uh, opportunity down to the, the the company and then we help them with all the support services it's kind of like a you know a Berkshire model Berkshire Hathaway sure. model with a very very one one thousand thousandth of that size or something but that's kind of what we're looking at for this for these two to twenty million dollar businesses John, it makes um, a lot of sense we're we're running short on time but I'd like you if you could to give our listeners um, two or three tips on on what they should be thinking about to prepare to come to you and for you to say we're interested in your business. Well, um, number one, uh, I'm in the I'm in the financing business, so I number one, you, your financials really have to be in in pretty good shape, especially if if it's something we have to have them so that we can do SEC audits. Uh, now that we're not necessarily saying they have to have the SEC audits done, but they have to have. F- they have to have trackability of their of their you know their their sources of what what the how they where they bought what they sold what barges they ran in their financial statements. I think they should have a, an idea of of what the opportunities are. What like I said, not not in a dying business, but but what what kind of opportunities they see because they're in the industry and and we're kind of not. We have to find some. We have to either use those people as advisors to us, or we have to find people that are in that industry. So they have to know the industry pretty well, which they should. I, I just think that they, you know, they just, it, it has to be something that would be appealing to them to buy. You know, whatever whatever they're, I don't know, you know, if they were looking at a company, would they, uh, what would they need? Okay, um, so so what I hear from you is, is uh, take care of your financials um, because they're, they're going to have to be, clean and cleaned up, uh, know your industry and be able to communicate what you do within that industry and run your business like it's an investment, like it's a run your business as if you were going to buy it, take a good look. And of course, if they 
are not sure if they're in shape there, they can contact you for your business services side of things. John, and what's You're the exactly best? right. Yep. Give our listeners a, the best way for them to find out more about you and your services at LD Holdings. Um, we have a, our, our website or our uh, email would be, um, we have two people. You can send it to Glenn or John at ldholdings.com. Um, that's our that's our email contact. Our phone numbers six three zero seven 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 four zero zero five. That's for Glenn. Four one nine eight seven three zero four five four for John. Okay, and let me clarify for if you're listening to this, uh, Glenn is G L E N N at ldholdings.com. And if you just want to look at the website, you can also go to www.ldholdings.com. Is that right, John? Yes. We do have a webinar also if they wanted to look and see kind of what our business model is and our plan, and it's ldholdingswebinar.com. It's just Perfect. our name, ldholdingswebinarin.com. Hey, it's a real pleasure to talk with you. It's a great service that you're providing for businesses, and the information you gave us today was fantastic. I think it was it's really helpful to know that there are alternatives out there, and I hope our listeners will get in touch with you and find out more about what you do. And please come back some other time. We just scratched the surface today, but I'd love to talk to you again in the future. Okay, Bill. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. <laughs> 